0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Ron Rigoni Show on Believe Network and the Draft Network. We're here with my boy, Andre Drake Harris. Thank you for having me, my guy. My guy, man, they don't even know. This goes way, way back.
1: They feel me? They don't even know the half of it, for real.
0: I'm talking, man, what, 2018?
1: Yeah. like 2018, 2018, yeah, the 2018, 2019 season, yeah, that's some time back, like,
0: it's crazy, thinking yeah, it's about it. like, long it's, time, yeah, like, it's 2023 now, bro, <laughs> like, that's crazy, uh-huh, well, no, man, I'm so glad, you know, to see where you are right now, you know, I wanted to bring you on and talk about your journey, because, in a way, we have similar journeys, you know, we both transferred from a five school, both very under-recruited, uh, things like that, but, you know, that's a story that, you know, I like to tell that, you know, underdog story and, you know, things that are going on for you right now, you know, preparing for the draft, things like that. So, you know, we'll go ahead and get right into it. You know, tell us, you know, where you're from, you know, how many siblings, you know, your family, tell me about that.
1: So, yeah, I, I was born in Chickasha, Oklahoma. It's a small town, like 30 minutes from Oklahoma City. I was born there, um, you know, um, I moved to Wichita, Kansas, like around fourth grade. Then I moved back to Oklahoma City um, around like my sophomore, after my freshman year, finished out my years there at Putnam City North, and I got a brother. I got a brother on my um, – me and my brother got the same mom and dad. And then I got three sisters. I got one on my mom's side and then one on my two, – two on my um, my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Um, then from out of um, – I played bat- football and basketball at Putnam City North and Oklahoma City, you know, Sam Bradford's High School. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you But um, – Then from there, I wasn't really too recruited. Like, honestly, like, shit, I wasn't really that raw. Like, I was straight. I was just better physically than everybody. But the biggest thing that held me back, like, I didn't really have no technique. Like, I was in a – I was in a – I was playing left tackle and right-handed stance. Like, so, like, my recruitment – my recruitment wasn't going nowhere for real. And um, so then I went to Arkansas State. It was kind of my best offer. But I wouldn't say I went there because of my best offer because I had other offers and stuff. But my biggest thing was like I just felt like they were recruiting me from the jump, like they showed me love, and I knew I'd have an opportunity to play there pretty quick, and so went there, spent five years there. Um, you know, it was good. Met a lot of a, a lot of good relationships. Met a lot of people. Um, you know, I met Ryan there. You know, he, he knows what's yeah. up. You know, just down at the mud. You know, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Like you know, no, you know bro, what's up. They don't
0: know. But- <laughs> Tell me, like, how was it growing up in Oklahoma City, you know, moving around and then playing football at the same time? You know, how did you get started playing football?
1: So my uncle's, so I started, I said, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's like a small-ass town. And mm-hmm. my uncle's, um, he was the football star of the family. Like, he was highly recruited. He went to Chiquiselle High School and he played linebacker. And he ended up breaking his ankle, like, in his, like, in his senior season, and they, like, it, it, messed him up like he didn't get all his offers got took away ended up having to go juco like you heard you know that story you've heard it a thousand times mm-hmm. and i remember just watching him i used to want to be like him like i used to want to do everything he wanted to do like he was cool man he had all the vibes you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. he was just cool and i just wanted to be like my uncle was so bad you know he played football I remember he was number eight and i remember that's what um they called him tank and i used to call myself will tank and it was just funny because i wore number eight too like that was my first number i ever wore and i used to just really want to be like him so that was really like a big reason for why I started, honestly, and plus I just had a love for it, you know, I was bigger than everybody, so it was kind of like, you know, I, I, I do I didn't have a choice, but it's like, come on, boy, like, you're the biggest boy in the class, you better be on somebody's field, but I really loved it too, and then once I started getting into it, um, I was decent at first, but then I just started growing into it, getting better, progressively getting better, so um, I was always like, once I moved to Kansas with my dad, he would always, I would do all the little stuff. Like, our, my uh, Little League team growing up was fire. Like, we beat everybody. I would do all the little FBU things. The, um, I played for Team USA. Like, I know so many people just from, like, playing through those teams, you know, traveling around them. They're like AAU for, like, football, though. I did all that kind of stuff. And um, I used to play defensive line. I used to love defensive line. Like, I hated offensive line. Like, that's the funny part, like, looking back, like, Bro, I hated offensive line. Like I used to I used to have to play offensive line, but I used to only have to, I used to only do it because I had to, but I never liked playing offensive line. I used to want to be a defensive man. Like that was my that was what I wanted to do. Now I got to Putnam City North when I play got there my sophomore year. My coach was like, man, you're an O lineman, bro. <laughs> like you need to lock in with an O line and you that's gonna make you some money. Like that's where you wanna be. I remember I just locked in with it and just just did it and and it, it all paid off really. But you know, growing up, I always, I loved basketball. I still love basketball to this day. I wish I could have played in
0: college. I was going to ask about that because people don't know you're a real hooper for a, like-
1: Yeah. Real, real, real hooper. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really be hooping like, yeah. that's the thing. A lot, a lot of people don't know, like, I, I know real hoopers. Like, I played basketball all up until I couldn't play no more. Like If I could have played in college, I would have, you know, I can shoot, I can really shoot. Like, yeah, people no, watch this stuff like, yeah. he's not really about that, but like, I really hoop for real, mm-hmm. <laughs> but- um I love basketball, I really just love, those are my main two sports. So, Growing up, it was always football season from what, June, July, all the way through December, whenever the season ended. And then right when that ended, basketball season, all the way into football season, it started. So it was just a cycle of football and basketball. And then in middle school, I ran track. So it was really like football, um, track, basketball. Like it was really crazy, but. It was good growing up, you know, getting experience all those things. You know, sports has always been a part of my family and life. So it was was kind of decent for me to do it. And I just had a passion for it also.
0: So in high school, you got recruited. How many offers did you have coming out of high school?
1: Total. Yeah. My first offer was from Eastern Kentucky University. It's the NAIA. That was my first offer. My second offer was from, um, no, it was my first one. Okay, my first offers, I can't even remember what's 40 they came. but all my first three or four offers were NAIA and D2s. Like, I kid you not. And then I remember I got my, my first Division One offer was, um, was Howard. Howard offered me. So that's three, four. Howard offered me. And then I had um, New Mexico, New Mexico State. Louisiana Monroe and Arkansas State, I had eight eight or seven offers, eight or seven offers total, no power fives, I didn't even, I got recruited by some, Like I got recruited by a lot of the big 12 schools, like that was it, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, um, KU, Iowa State. I went on visits, uh, unofficial visits all there, but none of them threw me any offers. Um Oklahoma State tried to offer me on signing day, but then the, the um the offensive line coach, she got like fired, like right after that, because he didn't bring in nobody. And then that was it. Like I didn't really know nothing. Like my second recruiting process was what I what I knew, like what a um what like a, a high recruiting process felt like. Like when I was in a portal, I was like, okay, this was some what it must feel like to be like a fourth star, you know what I'm saying? Because I had hell of a power five sitting up, but before that, nothing, no power fives, no power five offers, like none
0: of that. You know, so what's funny about you mentioning the portal and things like that, I don't think people understand how many players from Arkansas State transfer and go to like power five schools mm-hmm. and like play, like actually like ball out, go and play. Like Arkansas State has had so many transfers, so many dudes. Hell yeah. I mean, everywhere. Everywhere. It's insane. Like you might as Arkansas State might as well be the JUCO for other, you know, for power private schools.
1: You know what's funny? It's 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 kind of like that same way. Remember how all the coaches would come in for like a year and then yep. leave somewhere, like Gus Malzon, um, who was? Hugh Freeze, free, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, what was the other one? There was another one I went to, like, and they all end up at Auburn and like, yeah. somehow. It's funny how that works. And then, mm-hmm. like, you know, Coach Anderson, he was there for a little bit, and then he went on. Like, it's like, I love Arkansas State a lot. You know, I can never really talk bad, you know. You know, so I don't want to, you know, I, don't, I can't, I, I don't want to talk bad. I not want to say anything about like Arkansas State. You know, they gave him my opportunity. You know, it's an, it's an entirely different staff, entire new staff deal. When I was there, but there's some good people there for sure. You know, I wish their players the best of luck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well,
0: um, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, it's, it's good for what it was. Like, I can't, I can't talk negative on a place that gave me a home when nobody else wanted me. You know, I can't act like I'm too good. You know, it was a great experience. You know, it was, it, it introduced me to the Road of College football. You know, I got to play Bama, got to play Georgia, you know, even though they obliterated us you yeah. know like, uh-huh. even though they obliterated us it's still like games like that and stuff I get to tell my kids about so you know what I'm saying like it was a great experience
0: no it definitely was like and what I will say is we had fun like yeah at Arkansas State we had fun
1: that's the thing we definitely did make it fun
0: because there was really nothing else to do but hang out with each other and like at other schools, like other places, there's a lot of stuff to do. But one, you're in Jonesboro, Arkansas, there ain't nothing out there. Two, like, it's a dry county. Mm-hmm. So it's a dry county. If you do wanna go party somewhere, you gotta go. You drive. gotta go take a trip, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Go, yeah, go drive an hour, you know that trip, and then come all the way back. now nah, so we, we had fun though, like the, uh, what was it? The stadium, what, what was that apartment? complex called um stadium view stadium view yeah right across the street everybody <laughs> go meet up at the pool that was mm-hmm. a cool thing like on uh days when nobody had class yeah every Single person you knew and i'm talking like not even just athletes just every single person you knew was gonna be at stadium view like that that type of stuff was fun like i i i really enjoyed my time there because of stuff like that because i didn't get that in like place like miami you know what i'm saying yeah Like everything's like you got so many different things to do. It's fast. Yeah, you know, like a bunch of people doing every other thing. Like not a lot of you know hanging out together. Mm -hmm. But whenever you decided to transfer, how was that? Like, what made you decide? And you know, how was that decision?
1: Um. So honestly, like people don't believe me. People ask me, "Why you transfer?" Like. People always be like you had it all in play. Like you know, we only won two games. Like, oh, they say I didn't like the coach. Like, it's always people always like try to assume I'm violent. But honestly, I like when the season ended. I went through like I started winning workouts and everything. Transfer was never really on my mind. Like, we went two and what two and ten, and I was still getting ready for next season. Like, I never like I didn't. The season didn't end and I was like, man. Like, I remember talking to guys like shit like. I can probably even say it now. Like, I, I knew there was a chance that Groupie was probably going to leave. Like, yeah, yeah. I knew there was a chance that some guys are probably going to leave. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I remember talking to them like, why y'all leaving? Like, y'all, let's kind of like come back, you know, get this going. It was never on my mind. But then it was just like, I don't know. It's like God put it on my heart. Like, you desperate for more. I, I really feel like what happened is like, I started going, I, I started feeling stagnant. And I was like, I was going through workouts. I was doing the same winter workouts. And I was just like, this is going to be my sixth year of college, my last year of college. And I feel like it's been like this. I started, you know, I got it out the mud, started going like this, but then I feel like my career just started doing this. Like it was going down the same path every day. Like it, was, it was just becoming like monotonous. It was just becoming like repetitive. And that's what football is, but I was starting to lose the joy for it, but it was kind of just like, okay, here we go. Another workout, you know, another off season, another season at Arkansas State. It just happens to be my last. So I was like, you know what? I'm a, I really just want to take a chance on myself. Cause honestly, just being real, I didn't know if I was gonna get any power five offers or nothing. Like I remember when I was talking, man, I ain't gonna put nobody out there, but I remember talking to some of my coaches and stuff when I told them I was that, like, man, what if we go get no offers? Like they was putting that in my head, like I might go on the portal and not get no offers. Yeah. So I really just took a chance on myself, like just truly just betting on myself, like, man, like I really feel like I can make something happen. And then if not, I gotta live with my decision. You know what I'm saying? Like if I go in this portal and and don't get no offers, or I
0: go to a smaller school, like I gotta live with that shit. So, well, you know, I just, you know, it's funny that you say that. A coach there was like telling me that there was a coach when I left, and I told him I was leaving, and I told him that I was going to Miami because I already knew like where I was gonna go, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he told me you'd be lucky on your senior night, your senior year, to go down on one kickoff at Miami. Immediately, like, this person didn't believe in me, like, at all. So I was like, all right, cool, you know. It is what it is. They don't believe in me. So I'm definitely out of there if they don't think I'm good enough to even go down on one kickoff my senior year. And obviously, you know, we see how that went. I mean, immediately, you know, I was playing, balling, but stuff stuff like that drives us, you know.
1: Yeah, hearing the doubt, bro, it just, I really just make you want to prove people harder. Like hearing that, hearing people say, like, don't know if I was going to make something say, like, hearing that, it really just made me hard. I should have been had this life. I don't know why. I just thought about it. But,
0: <laughs> but no, so tell me how it was your recruiting process when you are transferring. Why did you choose Duke?
1: Man, so I took my first, I took an official out to UCLA. And, I mean, it was what it was. I don't have nothing negative to say. It was a great official. It just wasn't the right fit, you know. I felt like um, it was kind of a mutual thing. Like we knew, like they probably wanted somebody else, and I knew I probably just needed to go somewhere else. I feel like I probably would have got distracted to L.A. And but I met some great people out there. Like I met some dudes, some cool dudes. Like I was talking to Rayquan O'Neill. Like that's my dude. He ended up going there. But um, so I went out to UCLA. I took a visit out there. It was a great visit. And then right after that, right after that, I took my official to Duke. And then when I got to Duke, you know, because Troop is there. because Troop, that's my guy. Like. True. But I wasn't going to make my decision off a coach because you know, you you try to follow a coach somewhere and you go somewhere and get screwed over, boy. Like, you know how that goes. So I'm like, yeah. man, because, but that's my guy, though. So he's like, man, just give us a chance because honestly, Duke was nowhere on my radar. Like, when they first offered me, I was like, oh no, because you know they passed. Like, you uh-huh. know, Duke. <laughs> like, uh-huh. before this past year, I'm like, uh, uh-huh. come on now. But then I'm just like, Son just told me, like, bro, just give him a chance. And Troop was like, man, just come check us out. Like, you got five officials. Come come tap in with your boy. Like, I'm your guy. Like, just at least take an official here. And then, like, you, I can always go official, unofficial somewhere or figure out a way. Because, like, I knew I didn't want to try to take all my – I, I thought, at first I thought I wanted to take all my official visits. But then I really knew, like, I didn't – bro, I hate flying. Like, I hate getting on planes, going through that process. Like, I hate that. Yeah. So I'm like, man. So I went to Duke, and it was like, I kid you not. As soon as I got off so when I, when I got into LA this is it's so funny how this works. So when I got off the plane in LA, it was cold in LA. Like it was cold. I started feeling sick. I ended up getting super sick. Was in a hospital for a little bit, but that's a story I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out like later, bro. But um I saw LA LA was crazy. It was cold. And then I had a bad feeling when I got in LA. Like I just knew like this ain't where I'm meant to be. Like, you know, I'm very like I ain't I ain't, you know I ain't perfect. But you know, um, I put all my faith in God. Like everything to do, like I let God guide me, and I just didn't feel in my spirit that I belonged to LA. Like that ain't where I needed to be. And so then, God. and so then, um, when I went to Duke, it was just beautiful. As soon as like, I don't. You've been to North Carolina before?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we North Carolina and stuff oh, like
1: so. Oh, so you've been to Durham? Like you know, you know how. Um,
0: I've been in Durham how many times?
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, you have, you have probably like eight, nine times. So you know how like that area looks like it's beautiful, and so I remember when I get off the plane and driving and just as soon as I got off the plane, I said, "Oh, this this just feels like it just felt like home." Like it don't, it's nothing like Oklahoma City, it's nothing like Arkansas at all. But I don't know the people there were just so nice, like and then just walking around campus is just beautiful. It was just, I don't know, it's just, I just had a great feeling there. Just talking to Elko, talking to the coaches, you know, meeting the players, like seeing that they had this hunger. Like, I can sense this hunger, like this dog, you know, like, like we tired of being at the bottom. Like, it just kind of felt like we was going through the same situation in different ways. Like, they coming off a season where they're coming off their second season in a row of being a bottom dweller of the ACC. Mm-hmm. I'm coming off of basically being doubted, coming off a of bottom dweller at Sunbelt School you know, being a, a, um, a sleeper, you know, my entire career underdog. So it's like we were just the perfect match. Like y'all trying to go to the top and build this program. I'm trying to go to the top and prove that I can play in the power five conference because people don't think I can do it. And at the same time, I want to win and help y'all get to where you are good to. So y'all help me get to where I'm trying to get to. I help y'all get to where y'all trying to get to. So it's kind of like a mutual thing. And I remember talking to the coaches. They kind of like they understood it. Like we, we know where you're trying to go. Like we know what you're trying to do. We know your end goes like, you know, getting into the league. And, but I said to the day, I know none of that can happen if we don't win. So who who knows, I go to Duke, don't play, or I go to Duke and we're trash. I wasted a year transfer, you know what I'm saying? So we just took it, we just, I just, um, I, I had a good feeling, I prayed on it. And then so just told me like, this is where you need to be. And I remember I committed and people were like, it was, it was mixed reviews for sure. <laughs> like
0: I hit you up, I was like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It was mixed reviews mm-hmm. for
0: sure, but see my dog. Yeah, so hey, I like I'm trying to tell you, like, hey bro, like, what's going on? And you're yeah, like, you like, nah, bro, trust, trust, like, it's gonna work. I'm like, okay, like you know, you I'll see, you know, I'll see you in a few games. Hey,
1: I got so many messages that I have saved from just talking to dudes like bro, trust, like people are like, bro, Duke, really? Because bro, I had bro, I had a I had a schedule, I had a business schedule with Purdue, Washington State. I mean, Purdue had just came off, like, an incredible year the year before, I'm pretty sure. Like, Mm -hmm. I had, like – bro. I'm talking to Mississippi State. Like, I was talking to so many teams. But, like, it was like once I went to Duke, my mind was set on Duke. I didn't want to talk to nobody else. As soon as – I committed there with Elko. I had them make me an edit and stuff. I said I was going to post it um, when I got back. And as soon as before I posted it and stuff, I literally called every coach. I texted and called every coach that offered me, you know, out of respect. I could have just, you know, called But you never know. Now, uh, you know, relationships are everything, bro. You know how this life should go, bro. Like, it ain't about what you know. It's about who you know. And I didn't want to burn no bridges. And plus, like, for me, I was super appreciative for every offer. Like, for a coach, like, you know, other people might view it different. It's just a business. For me, I took it as, like, a respect, you know, for a coach to take their time out and put their trust in to offer me a scholarship to come to their school, you know, like, that was big to me. So I feel like the least I could do is hit up every school that, you know, offered me and at least, you know, tell them, like, hey, I'm going elsewhere. I appreciate the opportunity. And that's what I did. And I had mixed reviews of that. Like, when I told them, there's, I ain't going to air nobody up. But there was one school I called, and I'm like, yo. I'm like, uh, what's up, Coach? Can I talk to you? I hit him up. He's like, yeah, call me. So what's going on? I said, so, you know, I took my official visit to Duke this weekend. And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, um, it was great. And, you know, I decided that I think that's where I'm, I'm going to go. So it just feels like the right fit. He said, really? You serious? I said, yeah. He said, wow, good luck. Hung up in my face. Damn. <laughs> Hung, hey, Ryan, cold hung up in my, like, I it was one of those, like, I'm looking at my phone, yo, hung up, like, I'm looking at it, like, my phone trip? Bro, hung up, dead on my face, like, it was like that, but, I mean, shit, it, it hit me how real it was, and it really hit me, like, when when I knew it was a good decision, like, I've been to it was a good decision, but the conclusion was, like, last week, our equipment manager hit us up, he's like, send us your ring sizes, you know, like, you feel me? So it's like, yeah, you yeah, feel me? Good. Like, it's like, yeah, yes, sir. Everything worked out, like how, like, to end on that note, to end my college career on that note, however else everything plays out, I'm going to be at peace because I did, I took it better myself and I feel like I made the right decision.
0: 100%. Well, so right now, you, oh, actually, I wanted to ask you, You know, because we got a few of my guys over there, you know, just like, you know, strength coach Feely. How, how was that? How did you like him over there? <laughs> hey, a he's my, hey. He's listen. a maniac. He'll tell you himself. He's a maniac. He'll admit it.
1: Bro, bro. Feely is my guy, but he is crazy. So Feely is like, how can I explain Feely? Oh
0: on. He's that crazy uncle. Like, sometimes you yeah, so like- love him, but you still love him. But, like.
1: Feely's like, how could I, how can I, I'm trying to think of the perfect analogy to explain Coach Feely. He's like being on a roller coaster that you like, so you're scared of this roller coaster and you don't want to get on it because you know how scary it is. And then yeah. you get on that roller coaster and then you're like, terrified. But then you're like, oh my gosh. Like, it just has that, like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, y'all, you were the, talking to you about how his work, workouts were going to be. It was like watching that roller coaster. Like, I'm scared of that. And then you get on it and you're like, oh my God, what the, like, you feel me? Like, no way. So you're like, oh my, I'm doing it. I did yeah, it. Like, I'm doing it and this is fun. But like, oh my God, this is scary. But this is fun. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Feely is like, he's like watching a scary movie by yourself at 2 a.m. Like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but it ends it, up being a great movie. Man, hey, that's what I'm saying. Like, Feely's the dude. But, like, you better have your mind right. Like, he's going to get you right. Like, bro, the stuff we did with Coach Feely this summer, like, we ain't even gonna, we don't gotta. I'm like, we ain't even even the talk numbers when we did, cause we both know we did with him. Yes, exactly. I just, I just, say, yeah, if you know, bro, if you really wanna, he's gonna break that mental barrier in your mind where you just feel like you can't, like, there's no workout I'm afraid of now. Like, there's no workout where I'm like,
0: exactly, I don't know, like, right? Like, or I went through a
1: off season.
0: Me and my boys talk, and we're talking about a workout that's about to be hard or whatever. And we're like, dude, we did blah, blah, blah with feeling Like, this is like nothing. <laughs> Okay, I'm no. not worried
1: about no workout. Like, there's no workout that can scare me. I did an entire yeah. off with Phoebe, bro. Like, yeah. what's yeah. A, what's the hard workout? Right, exactly.
0: He would make them workouts to where you're like, dude, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. For real, like, I don't, I truly don't know if I want to do this.
1: Hey, you know the 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 yeah test, the test, the the test day. I'm talking about that had me the night before. I'm talking about Oh, could yeah. even sleep. You were just like,
0: you, you couldn't sleep because you're up all night <laughs> thinking about
1: it. I'm thinking about like, I'm really thinking about like, bro, I don't want to go to sleep right now because when I wake up, I'm literally going to hell.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Like I'm literally like, I'm in a seven o'clock group and I'm literally, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. or 5.30 whenever I wake up. And I'm going to go to the facility and I know I'm going to hell. And then another thing, you know, even his, it ain't just the running that gets you. His lifts would kill you. Like it ain't like you know, some strength coaches is like, okay, conditioning is over. The lifts are just as hard. So like, you were walking to the hardest
0: parts. You bro, like you were walking
1: into the weight to like, room.
0: Yeah, that days you would do the weight room and then have to go hit the track or go condition. Then you're like, oh hell no,
1: bro. Ryan, we would walk into the weight room, and the way our so the way our stuff is set up was like. Um, before I had my parking pass, I had to walk through the tunnel. And whichever way you come through, you the weight room is like, when you first walk into the facility, it's like you can walk straight and you can see the weight room or you can go and then turn into the weight room. So it's not like, I mean, into the locker room. So it's not, you have to go into this general area before you go to the locker room. But when I say, as soon as you walk into the facility, all you hear is, ah, ah! Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. You
1: just hear bloody murder. Bro. Screaming. A like? whole lift. You feel me? And you like, bro? I, I'm talking. You walk in with somebody I'm with my guy Speedy. That's my roommate. I'm with him. I'm like, I'm like, dog. I don't know what they are doing, but I do not want to do it. Like that every <laughs> single morning,
0: it's like, ah! You, like, you just hear you, screaming. There's not a workout where you're not screaming, or like the bruh, guy. And then can't. like,
1: Speedy gonna make you scream, bro. And then yeah. like, I'm looking around like, I would, I would try to like, I would peek and act like I'm gonna get smacked but I really just try to peek what they ended up doing. And I was like, I like peek around the corner and be looking in the weight room and I'll be seeing what they doing. i will watching somebody get like low. You know how feeling is in those squats. Like, yo ass better be damn there touching the ground on those squats. I'm watching somebody with five, six plates on their back, ass on the ground. You feel me? Like five reps. I'm like, oh yeah, it's real today. It's real today.
0: But hey, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I got strong with feeling. I hit the most weight I ever hit with feeling. Me too. Me too, bro. I mean, I, I I was lifting a lot. I think my max squat, five sixty. It was something up there. It was something up there. But man, I it was earned it. I earned that stuff right there. i mean, bro, I, he, I earned he that. He PRs like PRs get him hyped. Oh yeah, like he loves that stuff. PRs is his favorite thing. Which I mean, like most strength coaches, you know, they love when people PR because you know shows how hard they've been working, shows that their program's, you know, good, this and that. But no, yeah, Philly, Philly's a dude. But tell me how, you know, obviously your season went great. The experience was well. Tell me right now about your training and how that's going, how you're preparing for your program coming up.
1: Yeah, so right now I'm in Frisco, Texas. I'm training with um, PMST, performance medicine, performance medicine and Sports Therapy. I'm training at that facility. Um, I was training him John. I can't believe his last name. It's John. He's legend sports performance. Great. I mean, he's been getting me right from my first day to now. Like, my numbers are night and day. Like, mm-hmm. he's getting me right. So, I'm ready for I, – I, like I, I feel like if I have Friday next week, I could go and be good. So, the fact that I know I have a month and a week or some this just makes me, it just, it just encourages me more, you know, to just go harder and just press through this final, this final, you know, press. And so right now I'm just training, you know, I got physical therapy, um, massage therapy, you know, we got a chiropractic, therapy, like any type of body maintenance you need is there. We got training. I got a position coach, LT2, Logan Tully Logan Tillman, training with him, you know, working all five positions, you know, got to meet some NFL guys, you know, like Ed Ingram, from the Vikings and they're coming up there, training with us. So getting that NFL experience, training with guys who are in the league and playing. Yep. It, you know, the guys I'm training with, you know, I have some great guys, you know, Blake, um, Tyron, um, Danny, you uh, got some good guys. So it's, it's, um everything's looking good. Like my biggest thing has been adjusting to like the free time, you know, cause I try, I go to the facility around 8.30, I get, I get done with everything around like two, unless I have something scheduled around three, and then around four or so, like, when I get back, it's like, damn, now what? Because, you know, usually you used to have a class or a meeting or something. But now it's like, you're a pro, so you got to you gotta figure out ways to be productive. You know what I'm saying? I started, like, a business YouTube channel. I saw that. Ago. I saw that. Yeah.
0: I actually watched that video. Word? Yeah, I actually watched it. Come on, now.
1: Thoughts? What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts?
0: I liked it. It was cool. I was like, dang, I didn't know Dre, you know, was really – into not stuff like that but one could do videos like this two was interested in our interest in like youtube creating a channel things mm-hmm. like that. it really took me by surprise like big time i was like right oh, <laughs> like, that's
1: so I, funny because a lot of people thought i was hacked like when i was posting on my instagram so i posted on my instagram and then i had a massage and i get i massage my phone's like hella notifications! it was on like, Do Not Disturb. People was like, yo, you hacked? I'm like, damn, bro, how you get hacked? I'm like, no, that's me. i know yeah. like, what you mean? I'm like, bro, like I posted like the video, like that's me promoting my second account, like my YouTube channel. They're like, bro, that don't even sound like you in a video. I said, I know. I, yeah, hired, I, was, like, yeah. uh-huh. I hired somebody, a voiceover actor to, to read the script I made. So then I didn't want no bias towards my page. Like I didn't want people to watch my page like, that's a black man with dreads and earrings. Like he don't know what he talking about. You know what I'm saying? Or he, I got slang when I talk, so I wanted it to sound, I could talk professionally, you know what I mean? But yeah. I wanted it to be like,
0: like very, when you watch
1: that video- very, very
0: automated because of the type of business tech, like videos you're watching or you're doing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't want somebody to hear it and hear somebody talking about some Hey, all right, so what's up y'all? Today, like you feel me? As soon as somebody hear that, they closing out.
0: The automated voice that you chose to do was a perfect one. Like it went very good with the video. It was very good and made it like, again, like not that it wasn't professional, but like it made it. I mean, when you're talking about AI and things like that, like it kind of worked perfectly, like the tone of voice and everything, thinking of AI, thinking of technology and business, like that was like a perfect mix in for it.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah, man. It's, it's, um, I, so my biggest thing was so when it comes to AI and tech, so my first, so you know, I'm a business major, but before I went to business, when I was at Arkansas State, I was originally computer information and technology, but I had to change because, you know, Arkansas State, we practiced in the afternoon, like team mm-hmm. meeting started at 2.30. So that's when the classes started. I do, we practice in the morning. So I had, I, I was forced to change my major because I literally just couldn't go to the classes. Yeah. And so, um, but when it comes to like the YouTube stuff, I always kind of wanted to do a YouTube channel, but I didn't want to do like. I don't have nothing against it but i didn't want to do a personality channel like i didn't want to like vlog or like i didn't want to like just put me out there like i don't know because I, I do that enough like i'm you know i'm cool with the spotlight but i don't like the spotlight like attention kind of comes just i don't beg i don't i don't beg for it you know a lot of people beg for attention a lot of people love the attention or want the attention me personally it comes naturally just because my personality and just how i carry myself you know i'm very confident but like I really like being in the shadows. Like I really want to like, that's why I wanted to make it like a, a YouTube page. That's like my thoughts and my, my, my interests and my passions, but not me, not my brand, not my face, not Dre. So I don't want people to support it because it's Dre. And I don't want people to not support it because it's Dre. I want people to support the channel because I want people to support the channel because they like the content or I want them to not support it because they don't like this content, either yeah. that. So I want them to tap in and like it because like, they're watching like, man, this is a good video. I don't want no bias. Like, man, this is Drake video. He don't know what he's talking about. This is Drake video. I, I'm only going to watch it because of this. like, No, nah, I want it to be because like you like the content or you
0: don't. 100%. No, I, I did like it, though. It was cool. It was cool to learn that side of things and hear more information about it because I've been interested in things like that.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure it's big, bro. That AI stuff is huge. But that's a whole other conversation for another time.
0: Well, to end this all. I always ask each guest at the end of it, if there's one piece of advice you could give to anybody out there, could be about anything, about life, football, does not matter, business, anything, what would that piece of advice be?
1: This is the most cliche, the most, but you gotta realize why it's so cliche, but if this is the most cliche advice that somebody will probably, this probably everybody has always said this, but, when I say this, I'm not saying this as in a cliche, like, believe in yourself. But when I say believe in yourself, truly believe in yourself. Never put no. So listen. So if you tell yourself you can't do something, you automatically, you already can't do it before you even try to do it. Even mm-hmm. if you tell yourself you can't do it, but you're like, I can't do it, but I'm going to try to do it, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Why would you not go into the mindset that you can do anything until you figure out you can't? so my biggest thing is to believe and even if you don't keep trying like truly just believe in yourself like i got this far from believing in myself bro i had no power for our office coming out of college i was fat over out of shape like there was no way i was going to be a tackle like i remember like i've had so many like i don't i'm not going to get into that oh then they told me i can't do this like y'all know how that story goes right now but truly believe in yourself bro and don't just believe in yourself like, i believe in myself like Really within, accept and believe in yourself and don't hate yourself. Don't be mad at yourself if you made mistakes. Like whatever you're doing, whether it's business, sports, athletics, like whatever you're doing, bro, wherever you wanna go, believe you can do it. Like, bro, you can do anything in this world. Like, whether you wanna make hella money, like it's so much money and so many people in this world, like you gotta just rise above because there's so many people who have dreams and they literally gave up on them because of their own thoughts. You can only go as far as your mind tells you you can go. You can't run. How does somebody know that they can run 10 miles? If you tell somebody, yo, bro, I need you to run 10 miles, how would they know they can run 10 miles if they never even tried it? Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. So, like, the first person to run a 100-mile a, a, a marathon. So, when somebody backed it up, somebody was like, bro, there's no way you can run a 100-mile marathon. They didn't know until they did it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's my that's my that's um, that's the only advice I can really give. Like, that's what I live by it. Whatever you do, bro, believe in yourself. Because like, you can only do what you think you can do. Like, whatever you think you can't do, you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you believe you can't do it, you can't do it. So, whatever. If you don't believe, if you can't, if you say you can't do it, you can't. I agree. But if you say you can, you can. Like, it's really, that's really the simple keys of life. And when people say it your whole life, because it's really like, that's the magic. Like, <laughs> It's really simple, bro. It's really, hey, you know it, bro. Like. You believe in yourself. I remember everybody, man, listen, Ryan, when he said he was transferring, I tell y'all, bro, there were so many people on Arkansas State team He was like, bro, where is he about to go? Like, come on, bro. Like, he ain't finna go nowhere big. He ain't finna go nowhere big. Coach, even Coach, he not, he not, he gonna go somewhere smaller. and he's not, he not going to no power five. Yep. <clears throat> then he goes to power five to Miami. He ain't gonna play. I bet he just going, there. he just gonna be on the bench. Mm-hmm. Now he playing, now what? You know what I'm saying? Ryan believed in the self. You can you can never believe, bro. We are in a we are in a um we are in a a, a matrix, bro. Like nothing is real. Social media is not real. You are in your own world, bro. You're your own main character. Everybody else is NPCs, bro. <laughs> like,
0: the people that you think closest to you to you would believe in you. And they might say something, but deep down they truly don't. That's why you also have to just put that faith in yourself because Nobody else is going to have it for you.
1: Exactly, bro. So that's all I can, that's all I can leave you with, man. Believe me on man. I don't know if everybody's religious, but the people who are, man, and if you're not, man, get with God, man. Trust God. The Lord is going to guide your heart, man, make you make the right decisions. That's what we need, man. The world needs God, man. The world needs Jesus. Well, and I ain't good, really man. trying to push the religious agenda, but, man, this real is crazy. Y'all needs, everybody needs some guidance, and they need the Savior.
0: Amen. Amen to that, brother. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate everybody watching.
1: And we'll see y'all next time. Appreciate you, my boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.